Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. So thrilled to be here with you, bringing another amazing light being and sister for you all to meet and connect with. There is just something so fun about the the space and the place that I am right now in life of knowing that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And one of the major indicators that I receive in this process is quality, deep, instant connection conversations with individuals right off the bat. And it's something that I felt with Rochelle immediately. I'm so excited for you to meet her. There's so much to her story that I do not know. And the glimpses of what I do know, I'm thrilled to get to share with you today and that you're going to get to experience, especially those of you who have art as something that is really, really calling your heart, that's tapping on your shoulder, that's been talking to you since you were little. She has dove into this passion of hers since a bit of high school, became a profession, pivoted in that profession, and really loves to work with the the portion of you that I know is with Clay. And that is near and dear to my heart as that was one of my, maybe my only um, art class in school that I, that and photography, but Clay was just, I love using my hands and being hands-on and visual and creating something. It's something that I've also used in um, my abdominal and uterine massage, helping women to become pregnant in that chapter in, in my journey. So I'm going to hand it over to you and have you introduce yourself and share a bit about your story. And I cannot wait. There's just, I, my mom is an artist. And so watching and seeing her journey and getting to observe her whole maneuvering and meandering through raising kids and having a family and doing all of that. I can't, can't wait for all of those who are, are truly artists in this world to be able to hear your story and what you're up to in the world to know that they can do it too. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me. First of all, I just wanted to say when we met at the retreat, I instantly felt a connection to you. Like I've known you for like years. You remind me so much of one of my really dear girlfriends, Tony. You're just so calming, like instantly. It it was, I don't know. I just, Thank you so much for having me. And I am loving, you know, our connection that we've already established. So, okay, we'll get back to me now. I'm Rochelle Townsend. (laughs) And my story, I'll kind of briefly go through. I have a pottery studio currently, and that has where my passion has always lied. Whenever I was 17, I wanted to go on to art school to be a potter. And my dad told me, you know, if I want to pursue art, that's great. But 
I need to go find a profession that I could support myself with. I guess he had the mentality of like a starving artist. So I did go on to art school. I started out in graphic design. I hated it. I hate anything about computers still to this day, you know, technology, Instagram. I have my daughter teach me like, I'm like, how do I do a reel? She's like, Ugh. but I hated graphic design. They didn't have clay at the school I was at. So by that time, I was already invested with my girlfriends and my sorority. And I, so, but they did have sculpture and painting. So I switched my degree to sculpture and painting. So that was a fun phone call home to let my parents know that I've switched my major and I'm now going to be a fine artist. Fast forward, I ended up going back to grad school to get my master's in education um, so I could become an art teacher after uh, my undergrad. So I actually got a job teaching in the high school where I went in the same clay classroom that pursued and fulfilled my happiness with clay. So it kind of became full circle that I then became the clay teacher in the same classroom where I was introduced to clay in the first place. So I taught um, for three years until we started family. And then I wanted to spend more time um, with my babe. And from there, just kind of odds and ends, I went in and started selling real estate most recently the last five years. And like, while I was really good at selling real estate and I caught on very quickly and I joined a high producing team and I was, you know, making more than my husband, which was, you know, fucking awesome at the time to be able to be making more than him. It didn't fill my heart. I knew like this was fine for the time being, um, but this was not what my soul's purpose was. So when I was pushing 40, my husband and I were having drinks on the deck and he asked me, you know, what is it that you really want to do Rochelle? And I'm like, you what? you want to know what I really want to do? He's like, yeah. What do you really want to do? I'm like, honestly, I want to smoke dope, throw pots and listen to music. That's what I really want to do. And he's like, okay, but seriously, can you make a living doing that? I'm like, I for sure can make a living throwing pots. So that's when my quest to find a studio, I thought, you know, this has always been something that I've wanted to do. So found a studio um, in the middle of the pandemic, opened it. And as things were starting to open back up again, started offering classes. And so kind of to where I am at today, I have my clay in seven different boutiques. So around the Kansas City area, I have an online store, I still teach in person adult classes. And that part has been really fun. Last summer, I quit selling real estate full time. And I've just been focusing on clay. And now kind of where my path is leading me now is still to take my teacher instincts with Emmy, but really focus more so in on my spiritual journey that I've been on and teach other women how to kind of turn inwards and unleash kind of their inner knowing. I feel like the the journey is is everything, right? And getting to learn who we are and and what we're wanting and getting to test things out for those of us more adventurous spirits who are willing to take a leap at different moments and in, in time and be a mom and nurture that aspect of you as well as work and crank and produce in big and beautiful ways and what I love the most about what you're doing is following your heart. Is 
anyone on our journey, it doesn't matter the amount of money, right? Like at some point, yes, money helps big time, Right, helps create the life that we want to live. We can go to the places we want to. We can say yes to the things we want to. And at the end of the day, there's still this moment in time where there can be deep quiet and silence and there's only us. And right. the questions I ask myself are, am I happy? Like, am I really happy? Leading yourself down that journey is such a beautiful thing. And being so vulnerable and honest and courageous with your husband and saying like, do you really want to know what I'm up to? Like, do you really want to know what I want? And right. that is the biggest gift that I get to receive as a clarity coach is I get to ask that question to people. And like you and I had got to sit together and have a glass of wine and, and have this conversation for the first time. So often that's the question that I'm asking, which is like, what do you really want to do? And that came out so quickly. Right. I love that you're honoring that aspect of yourself. And that's really like this last year too, like kind of on the new journey that I've been on, really learning how to turn inwards to even hear the voice even more. That's really been fun because you're absolutely right. You know, like I feel like, especially with women, when you are asked the question, like, what do you really want or what do you really like? It's like, uh, like, I don't even know, you know, cause we've, I feel like as a society been so conditioned to kind of cater to everyone else's needs that when it comes to our own needs, like we get stumped, you know? So yeah, it's been beautiful. This is something that I I hope everyone gets to marinate in a little bit. Each time we have these conversations with different individuals every single week, it's what were you doing when you were younger that really lit your heart on fire and I was noticing that you spent hours and hours in the art room working on clay. Is that right? Right. So in high school, we had, we didn't have, we had block schedule. We had hours, we had seven hours a day. And so five of the seven hours was actually spent in the clay room my senior year. So between being the TA for the teacher, taking all the clay classes I could, advanced study, all of it was always in the clay room. And as a child, I can remember playing school for hours. My grandparents had this giant chalkboard for me and, you know, teaching my pretend class. So teaching and art has been a part of, of me for like ever. I love that. And so in this new chapter, where is this coming from? And, and, and explain a little bit about your journey with, with what's coming through right now. I was probably about a year and a half ago when I was just freshly starting my pottery business. I kind of knew that I had some self-doubt that I needed to kind of work through. So I started seeing an energy healer and my very first session with her was I have a pottery studio and there's some self-doubt that I want to release because I know with the self-doubt still hanging around, like the pottery business is never going to succeed. So as we started working together, that kind of led me then to a year ago, me and two girlfriends, we went on a wellness retreat to Costa Rica. So it was eight days, like no TV, there was internet, but we all made a pact that, you know, we could only check our phones 
morning and night. Otherwise our phones had to stay away. It was a lot of yoga, meditation, sound baths, journaling, self-reflecting. And so all three of us were, you know, went there for our own different reasons. Mine was, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of my self-worth. I'm going to, you know, figure out, come to peace with it and move on. And it was during that week, we did a guided MDMA journey. That's the first I've ever done that before. So for those who aren't familiar, it's almost like a medical grade ecstasy. We had a licensed psychiatrist there with us and they used to use it like in the sixties and seventies, like before it became a street drug for like PTSD, um, working with anyone that's been through any sort of trauma as it opens up your memory pathways in your brain. None of us had done it before. So we all just kind of cheers like we were, you know, Alice in Wonderland, like having no idea what was getting ready to occur before us. And it was during that journey that memories of childhood sexual abuse were released to me. Um, I didn't know that that was a part of my story. I'll be 43 this fall. So last year, obviously, when I was at there, I was um, 42. So the memories that came back to me there started whenever I was two. So my sexual abuse started whenever I was two. And I now know it lasted till I was about eight. And that was, I mean, obviously, yes, very traumatic and very like, holy shit. But then also at the same time, too, it was like the most loving, beautiful experience, because instantly it answered so many questions I had about myself, like everything in an instant just completely fell into uh, place. I was like, Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm a people pleaser. And Oh, yeah, that's why I use, you know, sex as validation. And Oh, yeah, that's why, you know, all of these things about my life and questions that I had, and like, who am I, because I felt like I didn't really know who I really was anymore. Like it all became so clear. So from February to November of last year, I really focused in on healing. I knew I had to work through these big emotions and these big memories. And I just couldn't just keep pushing them under the rug like I had for years. So obviously I made a deep dive into therapy. I started seeing my energy healer weekly. And I really got into meditation and it was in my meditations um, is where my other memories of sexual abuse came back to me. So I now know I was abused by four different men um, from the ages of two to eight and so many different synchronicities and foreshadowings and being able to speak with like past loved ones, like all of this most powerful experiences I have been able to do all through meditations. And that to me has been so fucking cool. Like I had no idea that any of this was possible at all. And throughout this whole journey over this last year, what's been like the coolest thing about all of it is reconnecting to my intuition, you know? Um, So I now know, obviously, since my abuse started when I was two, I was then taught it to, to disconnect from my body. I was taught it to, to trust what others are telling me is okay. Even if in my body, I know it's not okay. 
it's been really beautiful. I mean, yes, there's been hard days, weeks, months as I've worked through and processed um, everything that, you know, my little body endured all those years ago. But in the process, it has really released, like, I know without a doubt now exactly who I am. I know, like, without a doubt now, like, what my next steps are, what my path is. It's all just been so incredible through just the power of meditation and learning how to trust myself and trust the messages coming through, trust my body, listening to my body, listening to the energy in my body, all of that I've been able, you know, to heal myself and really work through it. So kind of now as where my path is leading me now, I feel like I have to teach other women how to do this exact same thing. You know, like, I feel like everybody should be fucking doing this every day. Everybody should be, you know, meditating and reflecting and, you know, your mind and your body is so powerful and everything that's stored inside of it. And, you know, all of the memories that would come sprinkling back into me and, you know, being able to take a different look on things and, approach everything from a place of compassion. And it's like, Oh, I completely understand now why that happened that way. Or so yeah, so still staying true to like my teaching roots. It's like, let me teach you, let me show you how I was able to take, you know, 40 years of suppressed sexual abuse that I had no idea was a part of my story, unleash all of it, heal And then in the process, figure out exactly what it is that I want to be doing. Like that's, I don't know. It's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I love it so much, especially since when I met you, you're such a grounded, centered, calm individual and that you can hold that space for yourself and truly hold your, hold that space for others. And it's another form of moving energy, right? And it's like the visual right. ability to get that to to happen. And like for me, in some ways, I feel like it's the same. It's similar to like the the patience and the meditation that it takes to be able to center something and to be able to even move clay on a wheel. Right, clay. I mean, now of course, looking back, it all makes perfect sense. But clay and art in general has been my saving grace you know, anyone that knows anything about traumas, especially traumas in childhood, encouraging art, movement, any sort of creative journaling, that's just moving the energy around. And for me, the clay, yes, I can transpose the energy through my body into my hands onto the clay. And clay is probably the one place where I am conscious, but my mind is completely blank. You know, like I don't have my to-do list running through my head. What do I got to do next? What am I fixing for dinner? It's just the one place where I get to be just with the clay and myself, no other thoughts. So that is pretty powerful. And what are, what are some techniques or recommendations? Because even, even for those who haven't experienced sexual abuse or potentially have, right. Or have these similar feelings from some kind of trauma or some desire to be something that we're not right. I feel like we can do that in harsh 
conversations or there's this chameleon. I know I have this chameleon energy of, I was always trying to make peace between my mom and my dad and my whole family. It was like jump and how high can you jump and jump higher than that and then get rewarded for it. Right. But only for the conditional being. So, so what are, what would you recommend for someone who's really ready to dive into some of this? Like, are there certain meditations that you used? What did you learn about then? And, and what would you do when you were processing the energy that was moving through? Um, at first I would just start out with even just like a 10, 20 minute guided meditation. Like that's really how I kind of got into it. Cause like my meditation practice now is way different than what it was a year ago. So now, you know, I allow myself an hour and a half, sometimes two hours it just depends on where the meditation takes me. And I just put on um, some music and my AirPods and almost instantly, like I'm able to go into a meditative state, but starting out, that was not the case. There was many days, really the first couple of months of my guided meditations, my 10 minute, 20 minute guided med- meditations. there's tons of different apps out there. And I was just kind of told by my energy gal, just to find a voice that you felt was calm and soothing, you know, because she's like, they're still transmitting energy through you, even through a recording. So if you are not resonating with them, like find someone else. So the first couple months, really, my meditations was just crying, I would just, you know, close my eyes and breathe and listen. And I would just allow all of the emotions just to come up and out. I'm not much of a crier or I wasn't now I allow the tears to come, you know, tears are just energy being moved. So I would meditate for 10 or 20 minutes. And then I would journal about it right after. And I would not put any limitations on my journaling, I wouldn't even you know, I wouldn't care about grammar, spelling, and I would just allow myself what came up today, let's just get it all out there. From there, the meditation started getting longer, you know, that I would get up to like an hour, hour and a half guided meditation, like with Joe Dispenza. And then I just kind of transformed into just music. But I think the biggest thing is like, obviously, you don't have to have suppressed childhood sexual trauma to release so much power within you. It's more of, I'm ready to let my true self come forward. Right. And I think just like you said, being a chameleon, like I masks comes a lot into my world, like having lots of dreams about putting on makeup, um, you know, makeup's a mask, like who am I putting on a mask for? And, you know, dreams and meditations and the visions that come through and kind of piecing together the messages that are trying to be handed to you for you to kind of self reflect back on. But that's exactly where I started a 10 20 minute guided meditation, and then I would journal. I would journal right afterwards and get it all out there, you know, books, podcasts. I still sell my energy healer every week. Um, I eventually stopped seeing my therapist. I felt like I was getting more out of my meditations and my healing and my energy lady would help me process anything that might come through. And we would talk about what would come through my meditation if I had questions on it, but I really relied on myself to kind of get myself through this and work my way through it. So I feel like I'm just a girl who found out some really fucked up shit. And I was able to take all of it in stride and heal. So I feel like if I can do it, like anyone can do it, you know, and again, you don't have to have big hidden trauma in order to benefit 
from any of this. And if you do, it's phenomenal, right? And I feel like we we right. all do. We all have micro traumas along the whole. Right. And this this weekend was a super fun weekend for me of getting to be in an environment that was really new and different and something I hadn't experienced before. And the conversations that come up in discomfort or the unknown, which I personally am very curious how many people listening this week, like you and I have experienced a handful of these things. So we can dive right to like, oh, this is our language, right? Like we've gone to healers. We're doing the work. We're interested in different types of meditation. We're super, we were just coached by an amazing woman this last year that was all about resonance and energy. Right. And so like, right. There's so, there's so much that's already in alignment. And for many people, this might be a whole new conversation. And I can remember having these conversations, even with my husband of, he is not on this energy train as much as there's right. has to be some, otherwise he wouldn't be in my near field. He wouldn't be in my environment. Right. But he lives a very different life than what I get up and do every single day. And I can swim in this and it warms my heart. It warms my whole spirit and being like, I feel so expansive right now talking to you because this is what I believe we came here to do. Like you and I, I don't know that that's for everyone. Right. And so for those of you who don't know about energy healing yet and or haven't done more of what's called somatic work, which is what you and I were just talking about earlier too, which is like taking it to the next level. And for myself, I just experienced breath work at a deeper, different level in the past year. And I crave it. Like my body is like ready for that, that place. And so what I really appreciate about what you're saying is that you're coming back to your true self, because I believe that that's what any guide or coach or mentor on the planet is helping us do is tap back into self, tap back into truth and figure out how to do that. And I believe one of the ways we get to do that is through meditation and through talking or journaling and expressing and sharing all of these things. And for myself, one of the very first healers, energy healers, I had the opportunity to get to work with. She did sound healing. I don't know how to describe Mm -hmm. it, but like she would move the energy through her body and she would make a lot of noises. And so the noises would come out uh, like sounded like a grizzly bear or like something awful was happening. I mean, like tormenting noises. So it was like very intense and the most beautiful and powerful experience I've ever had. And I've actually asked her if she'll come on the podcast. So fingers crossed at some point, she'll <laughs> she'll come do it. But she's like, I don't know if the world's ready for this. <laughs> and she's been doing it her whole life, right? So it's, yeah. like, it's so beautiful. And um, so I share that to say, what type of healer, energy healer did you go to? And was that the first energy healer you went to? Or was, have you, again, like, I love what you're saying, right? That that woman or whomever was guiding you to find someone that was soothing, that was resonant, that was a voice that mm-hmm. really worked for you. So the um, energy healer I go to is the first one that I've been to. I mean, I've gone to some like on my trips um, in Costa Rica. And then I took another wellness trip in Baja, Mexico um, last September. So working with different energy healers there, but um, this wonderful woman, Shani, 
we were just talking about this last week at my session. I was like, you know, people ask me what it is that you do. And I'm like, well, it's not Reiki, but kind of similar. And she's like, yeah, that's about the best. All I know is she was definitely born with this gift. Like the stories that she tells me ever since a little girl, she does kind of move through my chakras, you know, as I'm laying up on the table, sometimes she'll get visions, she'll get messages to share with me as well. But it's more so of what energy are you wanting to focus on? So like, when I first started seeing her, I was still selling real estate and trying to get my pottery business going. And so it'd be like, I want to focus on bringing clients to me, you know, so it's like, okay, so let's focus on that. And so it's more of like, a, I don't want to say energy replacement, but, you know, let's move the negative stagnant energy out. And let's replace it with love and light. So that's, our sessions. And it's kind of like a mini therapy session, like I'll tell her what's been bothering me or what's been going on that week, or, you know, she'll help me process like the visions that I get in my meditations, if I'm not able to decipher them myself, she'll give me, you know, kind of a different perspective on things. And she's also been a wonderful guide for me, like with my meditations of, oh, well, when that happens, you should ask why. So it's been really cool, because she's definitely helped me decipher a lot. She told me a couple months ago, she's like, I wish every client was like you Rochelle, because you're so eager to learn. Um, you just absorb everything in like a sponge. And it's like, well, yes, that's my people pleasing codependency coming through. I'm a straight A student. So I will do the best all the time. Every time I love to learn. But also it was more of I want to heal. Like that was my driving factor. Like I want whatever I'm holding on to, like I'm ready for it to all come out um, because I could see how it was coming out in different ways, you know, like my temper like would flare up and I would just like, you know, say the most hateful things and in, in a rage. And it's like, well, that's not who I am. Like, I don't know who this lady is anymore. So I could already see that bits and pieces were already starting to spill out. So I knew that I had to kind of unveil everything to be able to work through it. So that would stop. So it was more so of, yeah, eager to learn, but I was more so eager to heal. Yeah. And it's that alignment piece too, right? And it'll be so fun as you continue into this next chapter, which I am excited for everyone to learn about too, of who you attract and who you really resonate with and what lights you up even more, right? Like I had a call this morning with a couple and they're wanting to get pregnant. And it was like, I haven't done some of the, that work in those conversations in a long time, but they're so aligned. They're natural health. They're already doing a lot of the work. They want it, right? They're like super yeah. involved and they're not attached. And so it's a reflection, I feel like, of myself as well as that instant, like, resonant. And it's just, it's there's nothing like it, right? When we get those clients who are are so effortless because they're they're wanting to heal, they're wanting to do the work because we can't do the work for anyone else, right? And that I think is right. the most challenging part as a guide, as a coach, as a mentor, is we want so badly for them to get what they want. And if they don't know what they want, then that can be challenging. And if they're not willing to do the work, we can't, we can't do it for them. So absolutely. 
And I can remember working with this woman. One, it was the very first time someone had done energy work on me and was articulating what was happening in my mind, but I couldn't articulate those words of how Mm -hmm. sad my heart was at that moment or how it felt and, and what was coming through her. She was picking up exactly on what I was going through and to hear someone in a safe, gentle, amazing manner say what I'm thinking. And for me to be able to hear it in such a place of peace, I was, I had massive tears coming through of like, oh my gosh, I'm being heard and seen for the very first time. And it wasn't like I needed her to see me in that way, but for myself to be able to understand myself even more and hear that from, from the outside was so tremendously helpful. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we're stuck or or in that motion and, and ideally not when we're stuck too, right? To continue to move that energy forward because there doesn't always have to be something off or imbalanced or not working for us to up-level and continue to increase our energy and our resonance in this world. So what does this next chapter look like? Yeah, my meditation journey is now leading me into more somatic, um, which is just the breath work, um, moving that through moving the energy through my body um, with the breath. So that's been really powerful. And a couple weeks ago, in my meditation, it came through, it said journal, and then it said June 2nd. So I was like, okay, that's random. So when I finished with my meditating, I went and pulled out my journal, and I was flipping to June 2nd. And I thought, you know, because some days I don't journal every day, most days I do, but sometimes I skip a day or skip a couple days just to put on what's going on. And so I looked and I had put an entry in on June 2nd. And on the June 2nd entry, it said, I can see myself helping other women work through their own traumas. And I was like, oh, well, that's a good reminder. I did say that, you know, like I'd kind of forgotten. And then it was just about a week ago or a week and a half ago in my meditation is when it really kind of all fell into fruition and just kind of like this, you know, you hear about like the divine download. It was just like viewing down on my head. Tribe. Tribe was the first one that came up into my head and tribe empowering women through community and discovering their own true selves. And so like in my meditation, it's just like all this like coming at me, like what's this going to look like and what's my next step. And, you know, the five pillars tribe stands for trust, reflect, inward, believe, energy. Like those were all the five bases of what I've been going through this last year, you know, learning to trust myself, going inwards, believing the memories that were coming through were true, you know, Um, my energy work, self-reflect, all of those things. And by doing all of that work and all of that healing, it's like, of course, I need to show other women how to do this. And then I had an idea because my energy lady told me too, she said, Rochelle, you've taken such good notes. Like you've documented your whole journey so well, the books you were reading, the podcast, you know, the trips that you took, how did you even find those trips to even go on those trips, you know, and all of, you know, documented everything. And then it like, just kind of came to me as like, maybe I was documenting all of this. So I had like a guidebook for others, right? Like at first I told myself I was documenting because I didn't want to forget, you know, I'm so scared. I'm going to forget shit probably because my body makes me forget stuff. Right. 
but really in actuality, I remember everything. I remember so many details of my entire life. And that's really been quite fascinating to have it kind of be brought back up. I think I've been documenting my whole year. So I had a guidebook to show other women on how to do this, like how to turn inwards to discover who their true self is, what their true calling is. And now it's like, I feel so clear on like my path and my next steps. And it's like, it like doesn't make sense, but then it also makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I thought you were a potter. Well, yeah, I am still a potter. Like I still love art. Like that part will always be a part of me, but I have to show other women how to do this. Like it just came through so clear. It's just like, there's no other way. Like this is my next step. This is my path, you know, teaching these women how to turn inwards to figure out who their true selves are. Because I think along the way, um, it's very easily to get lost forget who you are, forget what you loved to do when you were little, when you were most alive and free and having the most fun. And, you know, we've had to put on so many different hats and masks throughout our life to kind of conform and, you know, and coming back to your true self, like, who is she? What does she really want and desire? A lot of women, myself included, like, how do I even, where do I start? Like, how do I even figure that out? You know? And it's like, well, it's a journey, but it's such a beautiful journey on self-reflection and love, you know? So, so, so true. Yeah. It's in, in what I'm learning at this chapter is how much that inward work continues to talk to us, right? Like it's similar maybe to a calling, like what we're going to do for our, our work in the world, as far as making money and doing that sort of thing. And when we, I love that you use the word mask and that kept coming up for you and women putting on makeup or us putting on makeup to put on a mask. Like it's so intriguing to me to dive deeper into that and what that really means had my hair cut yesterday and the woman who cuts my hair has recently lost her, one of her dogs. And she chose not to put makeup on yesterday. And she's one of the most beautifully, like naturally beautiful women. And it's so, Mm -hmm. she, she doesn't go over like, I don't know, whatever. She looks beautiful no matter how she shows up. And I just have this essence of my mom recommended for me to not put makeup on until I was like 16. And then it was like brown mascara. So I just really like, I don't know how to spend more than like, I want to get in and out of the bathroom as quick as possible. (laughs) I I said to my husband recently too, like when I have mascara on and I'm in a hot tub or something, there's mascara all over my face. Can you let me know? Because I don't even look at a mirror most of the time when I walk into a bathroom because I just don't And, uh, and so this whole piece of, of the mask that we're putting on for ourselves and or others, as well as this self-reflection and self-love, I I don't think we're going to get to where we want to go or be happy, like truly genuinely happy, unless we're figuring out how to look inward and, and creating the safety around that too, because it can be really intense, right? So many of us fill our time and put so many things on our plate. So we don't have to look at what we're up to and and what our work needs to be or can be for the things that we have chosen to or not chosen to look at along the way. So it's really fun that this is your next chapter is as we look back as well to 
what we're doing when we're growing up. Some of that I feel like is potentially that mask of like, oh, I'm going to go find the thing that's as close to what I think right. it is as possible. And right. especially later on in high school, when we're more in the people pleasing mode, more in the need to get straight A's mode, that type of thing. For me getting to hear this and see you and gosh, we're when were we together, November or something like that till now, you're a completely different person. Yeah. And so beautiful. Like this, this clarity and this yes, and this complete knowing the most profound yeah. thing I've gotten to experience is that that's coming from you. It's not coming from anyone else. It's not coming from a mentor or parents or spouses or kids or anything, right? That's Rochelle's complete well of life force. So beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun to get to see. I'm so grateful. So what are you putting together for these women? How can they find you? How can they work with you? Yes. Yeah, so probably the easiest way just on my Instagram, which is rochelletownsend.pottery. And so there's a link in my bio and that will take you directly to the five feather tribe. So that's the container of women. And we're starting the first week of April. Um, it's a 12 month container, weekly Zoom calls. I also think it'll be fun to bring in like my energy healer, do sound bath, breath work. I'm not... I mean, I'm an artist at heart, so I'm not going to do a slideshow. I'm not going to do booklets. Um, It's going to be, let's just speak from our heart and see like where the energy of the group moves us. So I think that's going to be really fun, really fulfilling. And just the fact that I get the opportunity to serve these women. That's what I'm most excited about. So that's where the Five Feather Tribe is at. My website is MP Art Studios. But my RochelleTownsendPottery.com, that is my online store of my artwork, my MP Art Studios. That's kind of my mother company. So that's really where all my coursework is through. So like any in-person classes. And then, of course, the Five Feather Tribe, that's going to be listed on that website as well. Amazing. We'll include all of it in the show notes for you all to be able to access that as well. And if your heart is calling you right now to be more present with yourself and really dive deeper and figure out who you are and, and what your next steps are, then I can't wait. It's going to be magical. So fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I am truly, truly beyond grateful that we are connected and get to do this life together. And I'm stoked to see you in this next chapter and serving all these women. Thank you so much, Jen. This has been so fun. You're such a beautiful soul. I loved, loved coming on your show. So thank you. Have a great day, everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.